she would be more offensive about paranormal. I don't like light. It's a bit naughty. I don't believe that it's all real. I love you guys. It's actually the most played podcast. You can't choose between life and death when we're dealing with weather's in between. Now tell her before it's too late. Run to the light, baby! I have seen a ghost in my life. It'd be more offensive about paranormal because that's what we do best. Welcome to Graveyard Shift, the podcast from Shift Films. I'm Frankie Cambaletta. And I'm Jeremy David King. Hey, welcome back to the Graveyard Shift. I'm your host, Frankie Cambaletta, and we are broadcasting live in Iowa. Iowa. We were in Mitchellville this week doing a ghost hunt. If you watched us on Instagram, we have a bunch of followers on there, so we've been posting pictures the last couple days. Um, with me, as always, is Jeremy David King. David King. I love that our intros are like 16 minutes and the show's one minute. It's it's literally just <laughs> us saying David. Our third counterpoint this year, Fabian Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Fabian doesn't have Google today, so we'll have to do everything by... Uh, so I might, I might screw this up a couple of times. <laughs> yes. Maybe he can use... You uh, only Google things you live by. Maybe exactly. he could use Yahoo today. Everybody's a fucking critic, man. Like, fucking everybody's a fucking critic. Glad you love our fucking show. Thanks. Appreciate it. We do it for you. We don't. Anyway. <laughs> Fabian can't even read, so I don't know what He's he was doing. Cuban American, you racist. Anyway. He's right. I can't read. I'm the byproduct of the Mammy Day public school. It's not even Google. It's Google. Hey, Google. 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 I don't even know what in the hell's going on. Is that goulash you said? Did you say goulash? The gulag. Oye, oye, mami, Google. Te vi en el Facebook. Facebook. Es de MySpace. And then Mexicans are like, are you on the Twitter? <laughs> oh, so good. Well, we're starting this season off right in the middle of fucking racist war America. Why not be more racist? I guess we can because it's our culture. Whatever. I, I was you know, even permission. The brothers call each other the N-word, so I mean, why can't you know Cubans call each other, you know? But we don't, though. Like, I've never called anybody the S-word. Ever. I never. I, I don't, I, I don't think I ever even the S-word is. Spick? Yep. Oh, really? Speaky? Spick. Yeah, I haven't heard mm-hmm. that in... 20 years? Yeah, probably more. It's just, yeah. it's it's ridiculous and I think this is it's the counterculture thing going on, right? Yeah, it's not a it's not a it's not a term of endearment by any means. No. Well, I mean, what is the N-word supposed to be? What no. Were we, weren't we talking about this earlier where it was acceptable back then for like the Richard Pryors and the Eddie Murphys of the world to 1980s it was fine. <laughs> we were right. like we had like turned the corner finally. We were you know, blazing where blazing saddles was like funny. Written by Richard Pryor. Right. Yeah. It's the most racist movie. It was written by Richard Pryor. Yeah. It's like, oh, we go back to that. Like, yeah. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Miscommunication. <coughs> or COVID. space balls. We ain't found shit. Exactly. We, we ain't found shit. <laughs> New rule. Every time you cough, you have to say COVID right after. <laughs> COVID. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to say COVID all time. <laughs> I know. COVID. 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 Yeah, a little Wuhan. bit. Wuhan. Uh, just a real brief reminder, um, sponsor, this, um, this, this episode is actually sponsored by COVID-19. Um, if you're asymptomatic, make sure you're outside. Okay. Um, and, and with old people without make sure a mask. You're, make sure you're visiting old people without a mask. Don't wear gloves. We're trying to create ghosts here, people. Trying to create 
We're ghosts. This is this is an investment in ghost hunting's future. Hold on. Oh. And he just Wuhan'd his pants. I think that was a demon <laughs> fart. <laughs> That's a Chinese virus in my pants right now. <laughs> well, wait until that broccoli comes back. Anyway, so we've left the um, pork belly network. Yeah, there's. <laughs> we can't burn anything here. I know. Unfortunate. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> Whatever. Let me let me ask. Let me ask did just, we, we all I did was all I did was ask a viable question about like. All right, so let me get this straight. You have a network, and then you use the blood, sweat, and tears of all the other people on there, and then you spend money on, like, sponsoring events, but you don't spend money on the podcast in your network, right? Right. There's and no then, reinvestment. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> right. They're content creators. Like, They're the ones keeping your network okay, so, alive. Okay, so we have all the downloads. Like, what? Lost Boys of Hannibal got 1,000 downloads in one day yesterday. So, like, so we're doing that for you, and then you get all the money? Is that how it works? Um, this then, then they came out with this bullshit contract that was like, yeah, we're going to give you like 10%. <laughs> 10%? That's my fucking work, dude. <laughs> you want me to mention a sponsor and I get 10% you get 90? Mm-hmm. Listen, California people. This is the problem with California. It Break is. off and die. There you go. Break hey. off, sink, and die. Uh, anyway, so we're our own fucking network because I'm not going to sit there and carry shitty shows either. This is the Chef Films Network. Exactly. Well, the thing here is like, I'm not going to carry shitty shows. Like, I'm going to put out, my show's put out, we're award-winning like, it's not like a chintzy award, you're local. It's a national recognized award. The Communicator Award is no bullshit. It's the right. tellies for radio, okay? Because it's the same company that does the tellies. Right. So we know what we're doing. So you should honor us and pay us to be on your network. And then, but that's not how it works. No. Nope. So we've decided to leave, both our podcasts left the network. I think what a lot of people are not seeing is the amount of work that goes in behind no. the scenes and the amount of hours that we put in or. You guys have put in re- with your yeah. podcast. And then you have half that. their fucking podcast people are reading from a screen. Yeah. Or Googling stuff. I mean, oh. So get a Fabian, Google. To get a Google. Are, you're on a fire. Okay, toy. By Google. To your point, I mean, okay, for example, our crazy podcast that we do here. Mm-hmm. It took us three days of driving around fucking Iowa just to get enough material yeah. to do this. And we look Spanish as fuck, so that wasn't, <laughs> yeah, you know, it wasn't easy. It <laughs> was totally fine. <laughs> you were totally fine because you're like a fucking fat member of Black Sabbath. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, Sabbath. I walked into the subways and they thought I was there to repair their roof and I got ordered a sandwich, you know? <laughs> but, you're, you're fat Sabbath. Fat. That's what I said. <laughs> fat Sabbath. <laughs> um, Generals gather at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> And French fries. <laughs> I don't know where I come up with this oh shit. Oh my god, it's oh, good stuff. Good stuff. That's what makes us popular. We are on the pod podcast mo. We're going to stay with podcast mo. And pod the reason B. why is because a lot of their podcasts are um, minority podcasts. They got some great ones on there. There's one show I'm actually going to shoot out right now. Uh, it's um, Call of Duty, but it's Call of D- it's it's uh, two black dads. Um, it's an incredible show. Um, it talks all about one of the most important things right now facing the black communities, too, is having father figures. And even if you don't or are not a father to a child, um, you can be. <laughs> you know, brothers and sisters. Um, and I do it every day. You do it every day as a teacher in, in Decatur, uh, yep. Illinois, which 90% of your school is black. Uh, more than. More than, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So 
great great podcast check out the podcast mo our great friend our lover loveth friend um shane presley is on the network as well with rock paper podcast he's I actually, love you, shane. he started up again he's doing his uh singer songwriter stuff dude he's like over 800 episodes so yeah we're doing that and god then, damn um, shane god probably bless towards you. the end just check out podcast mo there's some really good podcasts there. you got Sulardians who i own some of their merch which is really cool um very what good. are they about um bunch of different things okay inspiration motivation um sports all, all, they cover pretty much everything okay anything um, about Sulard? a little bit <laughs> but yeah man there's some really good podcasts out there and that network is a smaller network and they're trying to get off the ground and that's a startup for me um if you have money to pour into like events and all these things and it's like mm, i kind of raise an eyebrow i'm like well, what well it's got once pay guys doing all the work for you they yeah, got no money because they're taking 90 percent of the cut Whoever, yeah. exactly. But allegedly, they have shows with three hundred thousand downloads. <laughs> I'm still waiting to see it. <laughs> still waiting to see that shit. Whatever, because uh, I've listened to all of them, and there's a couple of good ones on there. There's some podcasts that I'll always listen to because they're good podcasts. But my thing is, what I told them was like, you got to trim the fat. Some people just ain't cutting it. I've listened to their shit. Their material's weak. They're reading off a screen. Like no one wants to listen to that shit. It's bantering. This is bantering. Right. But we're gonna talk about Farrar here in a minute. Ferrar. Okay, we didn't read about Ferrar. We didn't read about Ferrar on the fucking website. We actually went. We then did. we ghost hunted it. To be quite honest, I didn't even know Ferrar existed. Was around. Existed until I, I think I, I think Sarah, Sarah yeah. sent me the link, and I was like, oh, look, hey, so and so was there. That's about it. That's all I knew about it. Yeah, it's pretty cool though. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, Sarah. Hold on. Uh, oh. Okay. Awesome. Sarah and I met Chad Tiller at a couple of events we did with the old ghost hunting team and he invited us up here honestly i didn't know about it either i mean yeah, I, chad tiller his team was awesome everybody was really cool super they have um, a lot of equipment they have some fun especially equipment. especially for a team that's just kind of you know they're small they had a lot of stuff yeah they had just, more than us yeah they're, yeah they're start, <laughs> i mean but we're very we're very scaled back i mean right. we have this because we're purists. I mean, we really want the science to kind of – you were talking about this at dinner tonight. You really want the science to kind of take over when you're ghost hunting, right? Because right. I hate that it's a pseudoscience. But right now, it's a pseudoscience because of people like Zach Bagans, who's an entertainer. Right. He, he, hey, guys, he, he went to film school. In Vegas. Right. Where he lives. Right. So, I And mean, runs a museum. He's fake. And sells affliction jeans. He's fake, and he's a very good-looking guy. Um, and I get it. He's I'm got attracted the, to He's got him. the sexual appeal. Yeah, he's he, got the symmetrical. But – Outside of that, if you're talking about the science aspect of it, he's destroying it. Like, oh, 100%. Oh, I got people into ghost hunting. And then you ruin them because they're walking around with, like, ghost kits and these stupid-ass devices that, like, you know. Apps on their phone. I think we've talked about this on this show. But, like, if you're a ghost and you've been dead for about 200 years, are you saying that they're just, like, remedial, that they have the brain of an 8-year-old? You don't What's think that your they. favorite <laughs> color? You think you're trying yeah. to. Yeah. You're trying to trick a ghost? Like, they have more knowledge than you. Right. And they're far superior in intelligence at that point to a point where they probably don't want to interact anymore. And the time that you are seeing them might be residual or it might be because they're trying to transition and maybe they don't know how to go about it. I don't know. But or at maybe the end they're of the day, just sick of you and they're messing with you to get you to weave. Like, I mean, we were doing the one thing with Tiller's team at Farrar, um, you know, where it's like a spirit box type thing oh yeah and they right. were listening to it in reverse yeah right you're, I mean, but you're, you're listening to the scans of the am frequencies right. in reverse right so i mean at that point it's i don't know it's kind of like setting up a deck you're setting up the deck kind of you are and that's then that's what 
with my thing with it was it was like a sensory overload because you're you're limiting sight mm-hmm. and the only thing you're hearing is the AM station over coming into it. So you get like a like a form of matrix scene already happening because okay. your your mind is to start filling it in. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And so just so just so you guys are aware. Every year, me and Jeremy have evolved the show from our first season to our second season, our third season, and the fourth season. And so we've started Paranormal Pit Stops, which is, this is really one of our Paranormal Pit Stops. Uh, Farrar, Ohio, Ohio, Farrar, Iowa, Iowa is Iowa. about um, six-hour drive from where we both live. I mm-hmm. think. Give or take. Is this your first time in Iowa? No, I went up with my ex-wife one time, my hot ex-wife. God, you're so fucking hot. She's still fucking hot, too. God damn, she's hot. It's getting weird. No, it's not weird. Like, she has these workout photos. Like, Jesus Christ. Thanks uh, hey, for, hey, hey. What are you just fucking rubbing it in? Anyway, so we went up here and, me. like, grabbed corn for, for her grandfather who has this huge farm in Missouri. So, But we didn't stay long. That's the only time I ever remember being in Iowa. And I at that Iowa. point, it was this cornfield. So I was like, where are we at? It looks like everything in the Midwest. But Iowa's actually beautiful. It's beautiful. Lots it's, of green hills. Do you want me to tell you something really it's cool? It's kind of like Scotland without the gray skies. You sure. want you want me to tell you something really really cool? Mm-hmm. My family on my mom's side is from Ainsworth, Iowa. They own a two hundred acre land out there in Washington, Iowa. They're the Trip family, T R I P P. And I, when I when I, I used to come up there, probably when I first moved to St. Louis, I'd so drive so up. Your dad married a white girl? No, my great grandfather was born as William Merton Trip, and he was a soldier that was stationed in Cuba that met my great grandmother. There you go. Mm-hmm. And she was negative? No, this this is on my mom's side. Okay. Yeah. And um, because there's black Cubans, y'all, and there's Jubans. Yeah, there's, there's Jubans. Oh, there's definitely Jubans. And Chinka. There's a mm-hmm. lot. Of, there's a lot of Chinese Cubans as well. Yep. We come from all over the place. Actually, there's a lot of Italians and from yeah. Havana. I mean, my great my great grandfather mm-hmm. was in Cuba to Argentina. Um. To. Yeah, Cuba. Argentina, Cuba, back to Italy, and then came over from Italy in 1911. Oh, wow. That's a trip. Yeah, that is a trip. That's a trip. Yeah. To put it in perspective, my- He was an orphan, though, so he- I have a picture, and I wish I could find it. I actually think my brother still has it. It's a picture of my great-grandmother shaking hands with Theodore Roosevelt when he was down there as a rough rider. That's amazing. Wow, that's, Mm -hmm. that's badass. And she, as she got older, married- the American troop, William Merton trip. And then, then she moved to Atlanta, which had, that's where my grandfather, William was born. And then they had a divorce and she moved back with both kids to Cuba and he stayed here. And the entire family is in between Texas and Iowa, but the family farm is still here in Iowa. I met his little sister, which she's pushing 90 just about two years ago. So she's probably gone. I think so. Um, I, I don't know, man. People in the Midwest live a long time. If you don't smoke, yeah. <laughs> both my my living grandparents <laughs> You're right. are both. Oh, because Cuba. Let me tell you something. Growing up, if I, I mean, your dad was in Miami his mm-hmm. whole life. So, Miami is a fast life. It's a fast death. Yep. I mean, my uncle was fifty nine when he died, uh, cocaine, and it's just that type of life. You know, it's a, it's a fast paced life. There's my a lot dad to, didn't even hit sixty. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So like. <laughs> You know, Midwest, everything's kind of slowed down. Everybody goes to bed at 8. Yeah. You know? it's, like <laughs> it's, it's so different. We were talking about that the other yeah, day. Like, like, I'm like, let's go to dinner at 8.30. And Sarah's like, the restaurant closes at 9. 
Mm. I'm like well, at eight thirty, nine o'clock. COVID. I'm getting up to go to the clubs. <laughs> right. You know, that's, oh, we don't leave till like midnight. Yeah, and you stay there till like six or seven in the morning. Go to space. Mm, yeah, space. Club oh space. Oh my god, I, I remember that name forever. Thing. Still there. It's still Number there. Number one after hours club in America in the world. Actually, it's really? in the top five. You know, Tiesto played there at one point. Yeah, they all. I mean, the if you want to go see celebrities mm-hmm. in Miami, go to Club Space. Yep, they're all there doing. I remember games. when they opened too. That was crazy. I have no clue what you guys are talking about. But anyway, I mean, getting back, but getting back to the subject at hand, mm-hmm. like there's a there's the diversity aspect of everything that that we're trying to do and lend in and of itself, and then being in being in Iowa and being in a in a, a Midwest state per se. Um, a truly Midwest state because yeah. Missouri is kind of still a southern state. It's a heartland state. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's. I mean, they serve grits, so it's south. Mm-hmm. They're instant grits, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you can see the progression. So technically, I grew up in the south. Yes. It was. Well, I always considered myself Missouri was Union. Missouri. St. Louis I mean, was it, Union. It nearly flipped. It nearly flipped. Missouri had a civil war within itself. Yeah. Right. St. Louis was Union. St. Louis was not. It yeah, was very it was. heavily conser- uh, uh, Confederate controlled. That's why Outside that's of St. Louis it was. Outside of St. Louis, but that's why the influence yeah. was to separate the city from the county. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's when Frost, I mean, yep. marched and lost in a day to the Union Army. And I was like, all right, let's not try that again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but Springfield had a bunch of wars with Confederate and Union soldiers within the state. So you're killing your your neighbors, the people you grew up with, families you knew. That was like, the last battle in the state because the governor, the Confederate governor of the state, fled to Springfield, and that's where they did the last battle, and that was the last major battle. Yeah, it's crazy. And this really had nothing to do with like the Civil War. It was Missouri no, it Civil was a, War. It was an internal civil war. Yeah, yeah, within the state. I mean, it was still a civil war, but it was just like, internalized because it's been brewing for years. Well, it's kind of like what's and, going on right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're at the brink of a civil war. I believe so. Yeah, but this is a this is a Civil War two point oh. Mm-hmm. It is, this but is it's going to be it's going to be fought with brands like corporations that are now supporting like the fact that NASCAR made some big moves this week, which which was, I support. Yeah, I mean it was a little surprising though. It was very surprising because of the, their audience, the history of NASCAR. Yeah, I mean that that's a southern that's a southern tradition. It's a stock. Car tradition. I mean, that's that's starting with the rubber. You know, they like to do their dermy. What gets me though? They like to turn the go pedal. They like to stop the go pedal. They say I'm gonna turn this key on. Do the And it's and it's and the flag, but the flag is not the Confederate States. No, that flag is the battle standard for the Army of of Northern Virginia. That was Lee's. That was Lee's flag. Yeah, because so, they all had their own different flags. Yeah, then right. by the Just very like definition every state of a confederate city does. By the very by, well, each unit had their own flag, and this is a military flag. It had nothing to do with the state itself. No, no. and it he, was a rally flag for the state. That was about it. Yeah, I'm, uh, but in all in all reality, it was a confederation, and by definition, a confederation is is a loosely allied individual countries have come together. By the very definition of it, so it was. Yeah, it was. Never I mean, a the monuments can come down, but they need to go to a museum. We need to remember history. We need yeah, to you cannot forget it. history. That's, that's the worst thing that could happen. Yeah. You, you forget history, you're doomed to repeat it. We're yeah. we're trying to forget it, and we're getting ready to repeat it. 
Well, it's the whole thing with the the book of Revelation in the Bible. Everybody thinks that's a new book. It's not. It was based on Domitian. And when you say, when you ask somebody who is Domitian, they don't know about the story. So, of course, they look at Reve- Revelation as the end of the world. No. Why, why, would, why would the Bible put a chapter that hadn't happened yet? There's no place in the Bible where that happens. Okay? It's, it's not prophetic. It's not a prophetic book. It was based on Domitian. If you want to know what Revelation is about, it was about a Caesar. It wasn't about Nero. It was about a man by the name of Domitian. And you will not find Domitian anywhere in Rome. There's one statuette of him, and it's very, it's been heat built and beat to death. But when you look at Domitian and you look at Revelation, it's the same person. That's what John, who was basically outcast to the Isle of Patmos. Yeah, Greek, but not John the Apostle. Not John the Apostle. Mm-hmm. Um, a different John, which is why that book is so unique and different. Because you have James, right, which was Jesus' brother. It's about right. three chapter books. It's the best book in the Bible, you know. And it's the thing that I keep reminding people today. They're trying to get a handle on disbanding police and all these different things. But James said it pretty clear, you know, be quick to quick to listen and slow to speak. So, But not on this podcast. This podcast, we're nope. quick to speak. Dick jokes. Because we're the best ghost hunters there are. That we're the only ghost hunters. Yeah, okay. We're the hunter of ghosts. We follow so many people on Instagram. It's like, there's this one picture today. I, I just couldn't help myself but comment. They're all sitting there with the K2, biggest piece of shit you can buy. Basically, a K2 is rigged. Just so you guys know, if you're out there and you have a K2, throw it away. It's a rigged instrument. It's very light when it comes to EMF detecting. Um, melmeters are better if you want to if you want to really detect. And then, of course, the one you were talking about the, earlier. The Trifield's the best. Get a fucking Trifield, because that's an actual device that people that work. It's scientific. It's scientific. Mm-hmm. They're expensive. You're going to pay for it. But you should, because it's science. Yeah. It's, it's expensive. They're like 300 bucks. Yeah. They're, so, tuned, they're tuned to pick out like the outer bands. Of, that way you can tune in like your ham radio or your the, radio waves. Or, and the Trifield can even pick up like a person. Yep. If you get too close to it, it'll, it, you know, you can tune it. Mm-hmm. And then if you, if a person like an like me walks too close to it, it'll set it off. Right. So, so that's what I'm talking I mean, that's. There's a device you can bring because people are like, well, there's merit to EMF. There's merit to EMF if you're trying to rule out ghost. Right. And y- you also need to know if there's high EMF because that's going to. You also affect. need to know what is high EMF. Right. Yeah. People are like, cool oh, to the five. I'm like, all right, how do you know it's a ghost? There are, in the, the NAC five. guidelines, the National Electronics Code, Electrical Code, there's actually an entire chapter, well, not an entire chapter, a couple sections on what EMF is what's high and what's tolerable for people mm-hmm. and it's it's mostly based around you know people like factories and stuff like that that would naturally right. have that high emf because of the amount of machinery they have but you can use it to your own home and just for the audience at home listening to us um all two of you uh he does not have google in front of him i love you mom i do not have google in front of me not today i'm looking at a very hairy man two which one two <laughs> <laughs> Have so, you got a mirror? So we're segmenting this year, and we're going to do a little bit of, just because of the nature of the politics, so a little bit of our spin on what we think, what we believe. You don't have to swipe your ass with it. It doesn't fucking matter. We're going to go into a little bit of gadget debunking, why you should use it, what you shouldn't use, and then we'll mm-hmm. go right into our story. Okay, and at the beginning of the episode, I'll give you the minutes if you just want to crawl to the story at hand. If you want to listen to everything, you start from go, from the um, 
from the start of the episode or you just want to go to, you know, the part about Ferrar, which is coming up. So unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about with ghost gadgets, we're going to move right to Ferrar. Yeah, I'm good. What about the hand buzzer? The hand buzzer? You know, where you shake. No? It's called a vibrator. Oh. Is that what your mom told you? Yeah. In 1919. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) A man by the name of C.C. Geddes agreed to donate six acres of his farm to merge the area's one-room country schoolhouses. The school boards voted and created the Washington Township Consolidated School District, the cornerstone inscribed with the year 1921, was set and dedicated ceremony commenced on April <coughs> COVID. April 1st, Fool's Day, <laughs> 1922. The schoolhouse filled with citizens from miles around. An orchestra played on the stage in the auditorium and a banquet served the hundreds in attendance. Not all citizens were behind the new building. With its huge price tag, Jeremy, of one hundred thousand dollars, which in nineteen twenty-two is comparable, it's about ten million. Yep. Really? Yeah, it really is. No, one point three. Oh yeah, I moved the wrong decimal. It's about one point three million dollars. I'm dyslexic. You're asking me numbers. So one disgruntled citizen refused to attend the celebration, calling it a monument to the arrogance and vanity of the school board. <laughs> That's exactly how he said it. Too. I have a recording. I don't. I was there. <laughs> you see what I'm talking about? Like I'm going to read the history, <laughs> but you got to be fun about it. Don't right. be like hooked on phonics and shit. God, I hate those podcasts. Anyway, I put in the roof. We don't allow Cubans with to its roof. boiler, <laughs> with its boiler heating, electrical lights, and indoor bathroom facilities. On May third, two thousand two, once again the band played. A banquet served the hundreds in attendance, and sadly, the eighty-year-old schoolhouse closed its doors for the last time. The school had been closed since two thousand two. We sit now, eighteen years later, to an abandoned school, where me and three other members of the Graveyard Shift Paranormal Team set out to do a ghost hunt with our friend Chad Tiller and his team. This is a great time, too. And the building, like, walking into this building. Just to put it in perspective, it's 17,000 square feet. It's it's huge, but for a school building, it's not really that big. No. But 18 years unused, it didn't look like it. You could... You can just put some paint on it and reopen it right now for school if you need yeah, to. Yeah, there was very few. There was a, there would be a, a few rooms that needed some, some so repair. So to put it, to put it in perspective, Ferrar, and this is strange. This is, this is a very crazy statistic. But there's 30 people that live in Ferrar. Right. I, okay. I think I read, uh, yeah, yep. 25 is what I read. So their cemetery has been there since for 150 years. So there are more dead people in Ferrar than alive. So to have this huge school, because the town continues to shrink, there's no industry there. There's nothing that, you know. So here, here's where I have the biggest issue. So just trying to put this in perspective, if you, if you follow Graveyard Shift, if you, there's some pictures I posted to the team last night investigating the building. Very cool building to do investigation in. There's a basement with a boiler room where me and Fabian got one of a Class A. Um, a Class A. EVP. EVP. That was awesome. So 
Wait, that that one happened in I thought that one happened in the in the gymnasium. Oh, it did happen in the gymnasium. Yeah, it happened. It happened. when you were sitting. I wasn't over there, there, but oh, when you were sitting over there on the back wall, uh, we had a growl. A, yep, we had a growl in the boiler room. We had to growl the boiler room, and then we got a class A. We asked it how old it was, right? And that shit said eleven, bitch. Mm-hmm. Straight up. I remember the bitch part too. So, aside from those two things happening to me and Fabian, mm-hmm. Jeremy, what was your experience with Sarah? Um, not much. You know, we walked around a lot. Um, uh, did a few. Now I haven't listened to all my audio yet because we went home and just went to sleep. But nothing. There was no creepy feelings. She didn't really have any kind of creepy feelings. the The building was very comfortable. Yeah, it's like somebody's house. They felt like I was walking into yeah. somebody's house. And somebody actually does live there. Yeah. So, you know, if you're one of those morons that wants to try and break into haunted locations, uh, that's probably not the one to do. I also wouldn't try and break into Robin Terry's. He will no. prosecute your ass. No, no, no. I don't want to get too sidetracked here. Let's stick yeah. to But there, it was, it was, it was very comfortable. It wasn't like a demonic presence or a heavy presence anywhere in the room. No. And to put it in perspective, like what we're talking about, it's built on six acres of farmland. So when you walk outside, um, there's really nothing there. No, there's a cemetery. This girl's projecting. Sorry, guys, we're we're broadcasting from a hotel, so we're getting some background noise. No biggie. Um, they, they were nice enough to turn off the music for us. They were. It's so, awesome. That was pretty cool. Yeah, wish wish they would have uh, served breakfast, but you know, COVID. COVID. Fat Sabbath. <laughs> I can. Uh, so over the decades, employees and students reported hearing voices, slamming doors, and sightings of unnatural figures walking the halls. Adults and children have passed on and have returned and relived their experiences, good and bad, in the old school. That is what we were told. That is what we heard. Internationally known psychic Jackie Carpenter conducted the first paranormal investigation in 2007 and quickly confirmed the owner's suspicions. Since then, many visitors of paranormal groups have witnessed and documented evidence of ghostly activity at Farrar, including Discovery Channel's My Ghost Story, Ghost Stalkers, Fox News, Laser 103.3, Des Moines Register, author Stephen Lachance, uh, Velisca's Johnny Johnny Hauser, who we met today. Uh, we'll talk about Johnny in another episode. Brad and Barry Kling brothers, um, Chris Dedman, John, all the big guys, Chad Lindbergh. Um, Chad Kalick. Chad Kalick was there, and Brian Kalick, uh, Christopher Booth, those idiots, Slipknot's Corey <laughs> Taylor, and more. I'm a big fan so, of Corey Taylor. Can you stay the night? You absolutely can. You can do a 7 to 7 jaunt, so 7 p.m., and you can sleep over. Um, you can wake up at 7 a.m. You can sleep anywhere you want in the building. Um, There's even a, an air-conditioned room. It's really awesome. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a great – actually, if you're doing it during the summer, it's actually a great location to do it. Do I feel that it's the most haunted place I've ever been? No, I do not. I think that it, it warrants – so it's warrants somebody to investigate it and to do an overnight. Um, if you're new to ghost hunting, it might not be, but you just never know with ghost hunting. My thing is, is that regardless of what you read about it, there are no related deaths in the building. There's no drama right. in the building. So, so it's hard for me to really say that there's a heaviness there. Like yeah, there's no there unanswered. There wasn't, there yeah. was no heaviness. 
you know, I've I've investigated several schools, and some of the other schools had a reason to be haunted. This one doesn't, but it still has, you know, all that energy imprint from the emotions of the students and the that's staff being there. I, I, I can concur with that. I think there's, there's just a lot of energy that's been pent up in the building that has caused a lot of the uh, the things that people have witnessed. But I don't. I don't think there's anything negative. As a matter of fact, I mean, we were jokingly walking around saying, "Hey, look, that compressor looks pretty cool." You know, like, "Oh, I would buy this building." You know, just, just like if you were just walking through somebody's house. You know, it was very that's, that's, comfortable. You're right. Exactly. I mean, I was. I was. You know, I sat in the boiler room by myself for a while. I'd shat there. You did. I did not. I shit at every location. In fact, one I time shit at, I shit at the Monticello, Jeffrey Thomas Jefferson's house. I shit in Thomas Jefferson. I am so proud of my victories on the toilet. That is amazing. That it, I yes. plan it. <laughs> I I, if I, I actually shit at, I shit at Liska house. <laughs> you, but you couldn't. But I did. Where? At the Velisca house. Yeah. The the they told the Sarah that the toilet was closed. No, they said it was broken, but I had already. Whoops. So there's another puddle there. Clinker. <laughs> Bloop. There's a plooper there. I'll tell you. I gave it the old mad dog and Englishman. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it the old Jesus ghost Christ. and fiddle. And there it is. The fish and chips. I invent, I invent chips. hipster bar names when I take shits. <laughs> That's the ghost and fiddle. That's yeah. a good one. The ghost and fiddle. Yep. Fucking hate it. Do you guys think that maybe that it's not really the school, but the surrounding area? Could be somebody that was there then. Definitely. It could be something that was there before the school was there. Well, I mean, that makes sense because the kids in 2002 and probably beyond that were experiencing stuff, right? That's where you're getting the stories from. Right. And the person that lives there, of course. Right. There was one story I did hear last night from, I believe it was the wife. Chad's wife. Chad's wife. Yeah. And she was saying that uh, the, the students had She was come, really cool, too. The, the students that were coming back and visiting the school, one of the stories was that, you know, they, they had heard that they had wished that when they built the school, they had moved the cemetery. So. I did hear her talking about that. Right. So and it was kind of like our, you move the headstones. But you left the bodies. <laughs> so there might it's be, like might be song right there. that, but. It, <laughs> I don't know. I find that kind of because didn't you say the cemetery across the street was there been yeah. for 150 oh, yeah, years? Yeah, right there. Right. So 150 why, years. So why not just continue using the cemetery across the street versus the empty? But field? as you've said before, too, I mean, mm-hmm. the least haunted place is a cemetery. Well, yeah, I agree. Unless it's Gettysburg, <laughs> where you had 51,000 people die in three days. But those right. people died there. Yeah, they died there and were buried there. That's right. that's a, that's it wasn't a even lot like they were ba- their mm. bodies stayed there for months. Right. You have to understand, 51,000 bodies, limbs. They they couldn't do anything with the bodies because usually it was the it was the old the old honor code, right? You bury Victor. Victor buries the dead, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the whole. Right. But at this point, 51,000 people died. That's a little bit overwhelming. Right. Well, I mean, it just needed a signature. Like, everybody keeps talking about how great Lincoln was. He kind of let the country almost fall apart. But he was dealing with the... Well, I mean, we, we could probably do that in another episode. Um, to, right, but what I'm trying to do is compare yeah. Ferrari. Like, it's very different. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... I've never walked into a cemetery and not felt peace. Now, today... Another little story we'll cover. Yeah, that one was creepy. 
But um, to sum up Farrar, you, you kind of have like a little bit of a sensitive thing going on. You were trying to feel it in and out. I mean, when we walked into the boiler room, you're like, there's nothing here. <laughs> yeah. And when I walked into the, to the boiler room, there was nothing. It was just an empty house. I was more fascinated with the new electrical work that they had done in the building than I was with sure. anything that I was feeling in the house, in the, in the building. So I kind well, of chased it like, um, Chad's team, I think, was not only fun to be around, and they were great, a great group of guys. Oh, those like, guys were just awesome. They're hilarious. They those were guys fun. Were they had cool awesome. gadgets. We had a great, we had a great um, scan. I'm not really into the scanner stuff. Right. But, man, it was it was pretty fun to do that. Mm-hmm. We and did it was see kind some kind of, of some weird correlation you know that gets into how that that item works but yeah it was kind of weird projects right it it projects a little bit it's kind of like a loaded deck right because you're you're bringing it's got a mic on it you but you're also also, it's top of mind awareness right so it's like oh there's something in here he's telling right Right, exactly you're you're already going there with the pre take that away though with the they had the headphones on so you couldn't hear it the individual is already is already convinced that there's something haunted in the building true that's a hundred percent true. Right. So you're 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 already you're gonna have that that bias already built into it, in my opinion. So true. So that your ancestors are gonna be biased because you already are almost ninety percent sure it's haunted. So I don't I know. I went into but, that but, room but, believing the other. But but again, there's no way of saying yes or no. There, there's one of those like true. there's no proof, right? You have no proof to the pudding. That's true. Mm-hmm. It was. It was. Here's here's what when I think about it, it's a really cool location. I spent a lot of time being a teacher. I spent a lot of time trying to figure out which room was which. Um, but it was a really cool location. There was a couple of things that could have could have been. I don't know with my EVPs yet. Uh, you guys did catch a couple of things, and there was even a couple of things that we reviewed that it's like. That requires a little more listening. Well, right. I'm gonna, we're going to drop that EVP like right here. Holding you. Holding you. And because it's so clear, it's it's creepy. very clear. And what I do is, if you if you're new to doing EVPs, and everybody does it differently, I do two to three minute increments. I don't have like a recorder for 30 minutes because you're going to miss something if you do it that way. Mm-hmm. Do an EVP session. If the ghost wants to communicate with you or the entity wants to communicate with you, chances are it's going to. So if you just cut it off after three minutes and you play through it and you don't hear anything, just delete it right away. I'm 100% just, in agreement with that. We were talking about that earlier. Like if yeah. demon wants to talk to you, it's going to talk to you. Yeah, Damien, I'm here to talk to you. Sounds like you sound like my asshole. You sound like a person. <laughs> you almost sounded like somebody. I'm sorry. <laughs> Gas. Okay. <laughs> I was just breathing. But I mean, that's the thing too. Like I was trying to tell. Like so, we ran into a couple girls at the uh, Axe Veliska Axe Murder House yep. today, which is another episode. But oh, that was great too. That was. But really she asked us about the Ferrar House. Like, was it was it worth doing it? Like, absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because you never never know what you're gonna get. Right. Well, I mean, we may have come out of there with nothing. Yeah. But doesn't mean that 
the next night is going to be any different. You know, hauntings are like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. I used to call it. I used to call it legitimately, and I think you can remember me saying this. I called it ghost fishing. Oh yeah, really is what I've it is. I've called it that for years too. Mm-hmm. It's it's you just throw a line in there and hope to God you might grab something. Never know. The what gadgets you're help catch. you throw other lines in, but once again, and this is kind of like what I'm. <laughs> Anytime you hear somebody tell a ghost story, anytime you've known somebody that have had an experience, it's never with a gadget. Right. It's True. always, <laughs> I walked into a hotel, I asked this person for directions, I let him down the hallway, he disappeared. I he didn't have a fucking EMF up his you ass. Sitting you on didn't my have couch. a spirit box in your dick. <laughs> right? Like you didn't, you, you were sitting on your couch, you're sitting on your fucking couch. I didn't have, <laughs> I had my fucking phone in my hand. And I see that thing come around the corner, like, oh, all right. He thought it was me. Yeah, it's like my That's first. That's crazy. My second full body apparition I've seen was in your fucking house. And I went to bed <laughs> because, once again, whether it was residual or something, the things in your house are not demonic. It doesn't right. matter. My house gives me the heebie jeebies sometimes, but like, there's never been a night I'm like, oh shit, I can't. But it's can't the unknown. Sleep. It's always the unknown. Yeah. Right. Because you don't know, right? But Farrar, I don't remember any stories that I read about. I watched a couple. Dave Glyden did a. That's an interesting documentary. Whatever. Um, (laughs) He's he's an interesting guy. He did a documentary on it. It's there's another one that's a little bit better, a little bit better done. They actually have some townsfolk talking in it. I saw that one too. I don't think anybody's ever seen a full-bodied apparition at Ferrar. I don't know. There was I. I heard some. I don't remember even where I saw this, but somebody said I think it was on the. Second floor in the hallway, they see shadow figures. So I spent a lot of time. You saw some shit outside. You saw yeah, I'll, I'll be but that outside, was outside. Yes. Yeah, that was outside. Yeah. You can see shadow figures, and that was interesting. That and that's a that that freaked me out. Remember, you I texted you guys. Video, yeah. yeah, I do remember. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, you guys need to get out of here. That's when I had shadow out figures there. out here. Um, I wanted to make sure you were. You as a matter of fact, that time that when I saw that shadow figure, like it was something that just ran across that field in the front of the building. And remember that cat that was walking around? The cat. The Everybody cat was loving the cat. The cat jumped on me, then jumped on my car, and then hissed at whatever the hell was running across the field. That's now, I've seen coyotes. Me. I've seen wolves in the field. This was not a coyote. This was not a wolf. And it was coyotes huge. were out there, though. They were out there. You could hear them. This was huge. This thing was huge. It was man-sized. Coyotes running across small, the field. though. As a matter of fact, like towards the end of it, once it hit right by where that street is, where the front of the street was, you can hear the like the... The, the drop of the foot, like into the into the onto the street pavement, and then stopped. And then that's when I started seeing the shadow figures lining the the, the where the top of the driveway was. And either it was matricing that I was seeing witnessing, or there was shadow. There were people standing along the street looking back at us. But the school itself, I don't think. I mean, I don't think there's anything bad in the school. And maybe even the shadow people are bad. Aren't bad. Right, but so, but I didn't feel anything negative from them. But you could see them, and that was what's freaking me out. Freaking me out because there's shadow people running around the art of Ferrara. I'm giving Ferrara a big thumbs up, Jeremy. What do you think? Thumbs up. Great, great location. Thumbs up. It's it's awesome. Yeah, it's it's good. It's spread out. It's spacious. Mm-hmm. Even if you're with a large group of people, I think you'll still be able to have some good EVP sessions and stuff. And that, we were just talking about that. Yeah, be careful with places like the Velisca Axe House. If if you see like 20 people in that registry, don't go. It's so small. Yeah, it's tiny. So small. It's like Cambry House, which is why she limits 
um, everything because there's Cambria something house. there. I'd like to bring Fabian to the Cambria house. We don't talk about the Cambria house. We, we did a whole episode. We actually went out there and investigated it with Chris Ketters. It what's, was amazing. What's yep. the Cambria house? Cambria house is in, um, in the, the settlement town in Illinois of Mormon settlement. And John Joseph Smith, actually, there's a huge Mormon temple out there. Isn't it the first one though, where he got kicked out of? The yeah. First town? Okay. Yes. Yeah, it's in a, um, Naboo. In Naboo. That's it. Oh, Star Naboo. Okay. Yeah, I know where that's at. Yeah, so okay. it's in Naboo. And um, really cool podcast. If you haven't checked that one out, check out the one on Cambry House. It's more one of our lighter episodes because we have a guest with us. So we tend not to curse and be vulgar and shit in presence of people. But yeah, Cambry House reminded me a lot. Of the Velisca house and vice Size versa. Size and just layout. Yeah. Size and heaviness. And there's a heaviness to Cambrai. I think yes. that there's I think there's something at Cambrai. I think that's why Troy Taylor and guys wanna do Cambrai. Even though it's so small. I don't mind Troy Taylor going, but if Zach Baggins I would I would deny him. Because he would you're out. You're he, out. He would be like possessed by a cobweb. <laughs> Dude. So Ferrar, big that's thumbs up, true. great place to go. Really know your square footage when you go into these places. If it's your first time ghost hunting, understand the layout. Understand how many people are going. What's the limit? Ask the right questions. You don't want to get there, do a tour, and then get stuck with 30 people that are have nine spirit boxes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've been on that ghost hunt. It's terrifying. It's, it's not fun. Because all you hear is a spirit box. Because a lot of people are just rude. Right. They don't put headphones in. It's like... No, like, and then you have nine of those. Turn your paranormal speak and spell off, god damn it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even the ghosts are like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> yeah. Just talk to me, bro. I'm yeah. right here, bro. Why you got why you gotta get get your speaking spell out there, huh? Ask the right questions. There's another thing that I would uh, that I would that I would advise. You mean don't start with what's your favorite color? Ask period questions too. Don't ask dumb questions like, Have you seen my iPod? To a yeah. person they'll born in 1774 he doesn't care about your ipod by the way he's like i like the ipods where you could scroll on it was like on back the wheel. in my day we died of diphtheria when you were 16 i don't know what your ipod is but it sounds like a plague and i don't know maybe you guys can tell me um, what do you guys think about this this is my theory and we could do we can wrap it up real quick but do you actually think that ghosts just need more energy or do you think they can just talk if they really wanted to they're a transference of energy based on thermodynamics how much energy is transferred over? That's the question. Mm. So is it a piece of themselves, you think? Well, you, you're, you're, you're asking the energy to absorb memory, thoughts, recollections, um, angst, all your emotions as you transfer over. Or is it because we know that, that that's true. Like if you, if you ever met an atheist, you cannot be that person's friend anymore because they're idiots. Like thermodynamics proved that you cannot destroy energy. We are right. energy, which means something does transfer over. Okay, whether they don't want to believe in science now, that, that's a bigger issue. Just stay away from atheists in general. They're, they don't believe in anything. <laughs> They're not going to believe in you, trust me. But getting back to your point, I think that that's a bigger, it's a bigger discussion. And there's a lot more science that needs to be done. I mean, there's some great doctors out there that, have, that are trying to do. There's a pacemaker doctor. Um, and I think, I don't know if I mentioned this on the show, but what he does is, so, so just for your own notification, if you're doing a surgery for a pacemaker, you technically die. Right. They stop your heart. Yeah. So 
while your heart stops, what he does is he has a screen TV and it faces the ceiling. Okay, so no one can see what's on the screen. Only the ceiling can. But when he's had people die doing the pacemaker and then he brings them back, they often said, oh, I felt that I was float. I can see my body. It was very strange. Sometimes. Sometimes they don't even remember it because they have so much anesthesia in them that they're not going to you know, cohesively remember something that tangible. Mm-hmm. But in the off chance that you know, his patients have, he decided to put this screen TV which flashes images, just random images. And he knows all the cycle of those images. So he'll do the surgery and cut the person and inject the pacemaker, then bring the person back to life. When they're in recovery, he'll come in, tell them about the surgery, tell them the next steps and all that stuff. And then I'll ask the big question. Do you remember anything? And to date, nobody has reported seeing any of those images. Okay. But it's cool that he does that. Right. Because it's an experiment. Mm-hmm. It is. It's science. And he has, he has a legitimacy to do it. Like, why not? It's his money. Like, Hospital's fine with it. Is it hurting anybody? No, it's not. It's not. And it's, well, it's really furthering cool. knowledge. It's furthering right. history. Because like, if someone does say, "Yeah, I did see a you know X Y Z picture," yeah, well, okay, and then that's something else is going on. All right, we're gonna start looking into that. How yeah. that happened? And he said maybe they're just not dead long enough. Maybe the energy hasn't transferred yet. Um, so there's you know there's those questions as right. well, right? There's there's a bunch of different string theories. So speaking about when you die. We visited a cemetery today. Um, the Gates of Hell. Known as the Gates of Hell in Iowa. And this kind of, you know, I didn't even want to eat at that Subway. Yeah. <laughs> I told Sarah you didn't like Subway. I fucking hate Subway. It's slimy meat. Um, That's what she said. I had a tuna sandwich there, and I, and I burped up a chum bucket. It was fucking gross. <laughs> the whole Atlantic seaboard came right up. All of it? It was just like Davy Jones' locker just blah. Alex Kittner poured yeah. right out of the shark, didn't he? Yeah. I burped and it was like, Arr, matey, there'll be plenty of seas ahead. <laughs> it's pretty disgusting. But aside from me burping up tuna because I ate that, I don't know why I decided to eat a tuna salad in the middle of Iowa. I, I kind of thought it was funny. Like, I looked over and you were getting tuna and I'm like, ugh. <coughs> like, of Filled anything it. to get at Subway, that's probably not it. Oh, So anyway, we meet this. Uh, manager or whatever she was behind the calendar and I guess we were talking about the Axe House experience yeah and she's like and we're wearing our shirts so we always get the same question like what are you guys looking for what do you guys you know what do you guys do and so she starts just like throwing off random stuff that's in the town right around where we're at which is a city called Atlantic mm-hmm. Atlantic Iowa and she's like, have you ever been to the gate, hell, gates of hell? Have you ever been to the, you know, the tree in the middle of the road? And I'm like, no, we're not from here. And so Sarah did a good job of making best friends in three seconds. She does that very well. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Besties. Before, yeah, exactly. She's a, she's a bridesmaid in like two minutes. God, God, bless, God bless her heart. So she starts talking to this chick, and she's like, hey, this chick's going to grab a six-pack of beer and meet us back here. I'm like, dear Sarah, what are we doing? <laughs> I, I still don't know the lady's name. Laura. Her name was Laura. 
I do remember that. Cool. I don't think we got our last name. And I don't think the, I mean, the Gates of Hell is cool, but I think it was a commuter that it actually has a name to the hospital. And oh, I can't I'm sure even, it does. I can't even remember. She told me to me, and I can't, I forget. Oh, it. I, what, I the didn't. cemetery? Yeah. Yeah, it actually has like, it's like um, something cemetery. It's like, the, it's the name of the county and then the cemetery. Oh, it's, um. We saw it. Why, uh. What? Wyota? Wyota. Oh, Wyota. Yeah, Wyota. Oh, yeah. Wyota Hill Cemetery. That's what it is. Madam Wyota. So you drive, and she's like, it's five minutes down the road. 30 minutes And later. so, meanwhile, she gets in her car and proceeds to go 158 miles an hour down the road. <laughs> and me and me and Fabian are still in the parking lot. I'm like, all right, well, I guess we're not going on this one. Um, yeah, set the drone out so we can follow the cars. Um, I call Jeremy. I'm like, where the fuck are you? <laughs> and he just basically guides me to them. We get... And it was out there. It was. It was. It, we were close to half an hour out. Yeah, and probably like eight, eighteen miles. And when she eight. stops, I'm like, "What in the hell? Where are we?" Yeah, because you're in the Audi, and it's like I nice. couldn't see. And I'm in 35s. I'm like, "Oh, I see it. I see the monuments." So I bring my gun because I don't know this person. I don't know where the fuck I'm at, and I don't want to get robbed or whatever. Because you know, you hear it all the time. That guy got stabbed in Arkansas, but then again, everybody gets stabbed right. in Arkansas. So that's just the, that's like how a, they say hello. Exactly, it's Arkansas, <laughs> Arkansas, um, Arkansas. <laughs> so we get out, and I mean, you guys did. So you guys did it. I don't yeah, do shit like that. Me, me and Fabian. Fate, but uh, so there. So the story is that it's the there. There was a church there that burned down, and there's steps up to it that still survived. They're concrete. Yeah, steps. concrete. And and so we if you jump off the steps three times, you open the gates of hell. So me and Fabian did it and the third time we held hands. Well, I was looking for some new real estate. Heard them I make mean, a fire, it's got a nice view this time of year. Yeah, it's warm. <laughs> when you landed I did smell brimstone. I did fart. That was yeah. No. Oh. It was <laughs> the if you jolt. don't know what brimstone smells like, it smells like sulfur. It is sulfur. Yeah. I farted sulfur. Mm-hmm. That was it. I saw him do it. it did like, you? Op- well, maybe we don't know. We're not. We're not there. So maybe you did open the, the gates of hell, and the whole town is burning right now. Maybe we should go back, check it out. <laughs> Can you guys close the gates of hell because we've lost all twenty people that live here? <laughs> <laughs> so you keep walking back, and you hear. And you start reading like the tombstones, the ones that you can read. Right. And you start old. realizing there's a lot of kids in this graveyard. There were a lot of freaking kids. Like I'd entire say families. Half of it and was kids. All you hear, and it was such a windy, beautiful day today, was just a howling, howling screams. It was, and, and I think what it actually was was the highway mixed with, mixed with the wind. It was like right there. But it really did sound like voices. Oh, it did. It was and creepy. You could hear it in the wind. I was getting freaked out over that. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, two, the tree that's just like dead. We have it. It's on our Instagram right now. It's just this dead tree in the middle of like these two tombstones. Right. And it was probably the creepiest cemetery slash great. Well, it had a church there, so it would be. So it was a graveyard. So it's a graveyard. So graveyards, just so you know, graveyards. There's a church attached to it. Uh, cemeteries don't have to have a church. They can have a chapel, but this was a graveyard. Yes. So a lot of kids look like they were struck cut down early i mean you just keep walking it's all the same year there was yeah a bunch like of kids a, they were all like seven eight nine years spanish old. flu it might it, have been, it might have been like, the spanish flu yeah because those dates don't i mean tb what tb was what the, the turn of the century 
that people died of consumption. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Isn't that what and Bon Scott dip, died of? And diphtheria. Typhoid. Typhoid fever, son. You have the typhoid fever. Hemorrhagic fever. Hemorrhagic <laughs> fever. He is the color of a scarlet rose. That does make sense. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess. I don't remember the that, year. I didn't think of that. This what, is, it's was Iowa. It they don't talk like that in Iowa. Yeah, it was um like <laughs> 1870s, 1880s when those kids died. Yeah, they don't talk like that in Iowa. That wouldn't be, <laughs> like, <laughs> that wouldn't be Spanish flu, but that might actually be typhoid. Yeah. Is typhoid a big thing here? I wonder if typhoid was a big thing. It might be something we can look up into. Maybe somebody, yeah. somebody, somebody listening to the podcast knows. Can Google. I'm not allowed oh. to touch. I'm not allowed to touch Google. No, I'm not touching fucking Fabian, Google. Fabian, you've been relegated to uh, Alta Vista. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Her comment also said there's a lot of fallacy. Point out the fallacy, please. <laughs> Is that because we like penises? Is what? that what you mean? Phallus? There are a lot of fallacies in the scientific method that I was reading directly from a university website. I don't know what she meant by it, but she should okay. correct it. Are we on the show? Come on the fucking show. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. <laughs> I love destroying people on, on, on EF, AMF. I am so against it. It's not even funny. I know you are. You're more than welcome to borrow my mic to destroy me, as I read from Purdue University's yeah. scientific method. Boilermakers. Um, here's, the thing t- <laughs> here's the thing, too. Like, with, with the stuff, like, when you're in that cemetery, when you're doing these things and you have these gadgets, like, you're not going to get anything in a cemetery. And if you do, it's probably one of the truckers on I-80. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you're going to use something in a cemetery, you you should use dowsing rods. Or a shovel. What? I mean, calm down, Ed Gein. Body snatcher. Dowsing rods. What are you trying to do? Find a well? Well, the they also use dowsing rods to find graves. Ben Harrison. Really? What was it? Ben yeah. Harrison, the 22nd or 23rd president of the United States. He was a body snatcher. William Henry Harrison? That was his dad. Ben Harrison? It was his son, who was also a president. Ben Harrison was a president? Mm-hmm. You sure? I don't recognize that Benjamin name. Harrison? Yeah. Oh, Benjamin, Benjamin Harrison. Harrison. Fucking people. Ben? <laughs> like my fucking... Ben is like the guy you have a Budweiser with. <laughs> Benjamin is the guy well, that becomes the president. I know. Well, I know him on a formal level. He's been dead close to 200 fucking years, so You whatever. sound like my high school social studies teacher where he's like, old TJ... And yeah. GW, and I'm like, shut the fuck up, dickhead. <laughs> GW, general, bruh. In fact, I did tell him to George? shut the fuck up when I was in high school. And that's why you are where you are. Mr. Hicks at Francis Howell North. And you ended up in Illinois. I called him Mr. Dix one time. He, fuck and now he's guy. a teacher. I know, and I'm putting up with that <laughs> shit, anyway. too. Sidetracked. All right, so there's a couple of cool locations in Iowa. On the next episode of Graveyard Shift, we take a couple swings at the Velisca Axe House. Teaser. Teaser. Pun. What's I'm, pun I'm gonna give. Of? I'm going to give you guys a, a little hint. What? There was an axe murder there. Don't be an axe hole. <laughs> Don't be an axe hole. <laughs> Don't be an axe hole. <laughs> From all of us here at Graveyard Shift, I'm Frankie Cambletta. I'm Jeremy David King. This is Fabian Rodriguez. We'll be seeing you real fucking soon. Like join our There's a simple rule that's compulsory. Mortals pay a token fee. Rest in peace, the haunting spree. So hurry back, we would like your call.